Hello everyone and welcome to the Across the Pond podcast, back for another episode. It is Wednesday the 3rd of June and I'm excited to welcome you back to the pod for another episode, episode 7. I hope you're ready because I am. I want to say a big thank you to everyone who listened to my last podcast where I was joined by uh, Nathan from Fantasy on Tap. Uh, if you haven't already, please go ahead and listen to that podcast because it is a great one. Um, really enjoyed filming it. We had a good viewing on that. Um, so thank you to everyone who who listened to the podcast. Really appreciate it. It was really fun to film. Um, so yeah, appreciate that. Um, but moving on in today's episode, we're going to be discussing obviously the situation in the United States um, with all the protests going on uh, right now. We're going to be talking about an issue that Drew Drew Brees and the Saints have regarding that as well. We're going to be talking about Luke Keekley. We're going to be talking about EA. And then we've got uh, two user-submitted questions that I picked uh, and I want to run through it. I just want to keep this episode very short. I don't want to make this episode too long because the last episode was very long. We're talking almost two hours. Um, So I want to make this episode uh, shorter than the last one. And I hope you enjoy it equally as much. Um, So our user-submitted questions, by the way, are the state of the Cleveland Browns, how the Cleveland Browns are going to fare. I know I talked about this in the previous podcast, but I want to go uh, just into a little bit more detail, um, run over it again. And also I was asked about how I feel uh, if there was no fans in the stadium, uh, what should the NFL do to make it good, which is a very good question. That comes from uh, another user submitted question off Instagram uh, by my friend Daniel. So, Thank you to the two people that sent in them questions that I picked. Really appreciate it. Like I said, if you ever want to send me some questions uh, to be answered in the podcast, please go ahead and DM me. You can find me at, at, uh, at across the underscore pond on Instagram and you can DM me from there. Uh, we're on our way to 100 followers. So if you are new around here, please drop me a follow. Uh, but yeah, let's go straight into the podcast. And the first thing that obviously has to be spoken about, and I think uh, it should always be the first thing, is a situation um, in the United States currently. I don't care if you've got a small audience, a large audience. If you've got a platform where you can share your opinions and your views and you can stand up for people, no matter how small or how big, you should always do it. So obviously I have a platform. I may not have the biggest following. Some episodes may get low audiences, but that's fine with me because if you have a platform, you should always stand with that platform. You should always use it as a way to speak. Obviously, what's going on in America now um, has been going on for years, uh, sadly. Uh, It's a situation that has um, never really been solved. And I think what's going on now is people are trying, finally really wanting change. And I think this is a big time in American history um, where change is going to come. These protests have been heard all around the world. It's not just in America. Obviously, the world knows about what's going on in the United States right now, and they should. Um, the situation, quite frankly, is awful. Um, the police have been getting away with a lot of things during these protests. A lot of violence and the videos that I've been seeing really shocks me. Um, to the people protesting and supporting the movement, I just want to say that you're doing a good job because it is a right, it's the, it's the right thing to do. You should be out there, you should be helping as much as you can because this is a real situation in the United States of police brutality uh, on blacks and racism in the police force. It's it's real, it's real in the United States and it's, it's a sad reality. So to the people that are standing up, standing out there and are making a show that we're not going to stand for this, congratulations, I, I, I really appreciate on, on what you're doing everyone who is there and is doing that I just I just want to say like your work isn't is not going to go unnoticed no matter what happens what what you're doing in these next couple of weeks months however long this is going to go on for is going to change the it's going to change US history um so keep doing what you're doing it's a sad situation that in uh 2020 we're still dealing with um racism by police the people who are supposed to protect you uh it's sad that there's still racism going around uh, and obviously with George Floyd being murdered, the video is uh, 
one that is very touching to anyone who has a heart. How I don't know how you can sit back and watch that and not feel upset. And I think obviously that was the core movement to get everyone going and get this protest going. And it's sad that someone's death was the reason behind this, that someone had to die to bring this about. And if that guy wasn't being filmed, it probably wouldn't, this probably wouldn't have been happening. It's just lucky that someone got it and got it on camera. And now we're having this movement. Um, so essentially, sadly, Floyd had to sacrifice his life to make a movement. But to everyone who is standing up, standing there, protesting for what they believe in, it's a, it's, you're doing a good job. And for everyone who's supporting the movement, it, if, if you can't get out there and supporting the movement, it's a good job too, because we need to make change. Um, and I stand with everyone on that equally. There should be change and it needs to happen soon. A lot of the NFL is now orientated around this situation because obviously this is a national situation in America. So a lot of the news that is coming out about the NFL is to do with players supporting the protest, players making comments, some of them going to the protest. Uh, Dak Prescott funded a million dollars to help um, police training, uh, to get better police training. They gave away a million dollars. There's been lots of players obviously speaking up, lots of teams speaking up, like I said, which is the right thing to do. You have a platform, you have thousands of people there, obviously for big teams standing up and making a statement. It supports the cause. It shows that it's not just the people, the big organisations. Well, it, it's a good thing to do, which they all should be doing. Um, but obviously the news has been orientated around that and it's one of those things especially when it's happening all over the country you can't really divert from um so we haven't got much news right now because it um because of this whole thing and it's uh brought everything to a standstill but we do have some news coming from drew Brees, uh, actually on the situation uh drew Brees made a comment talking about um people kneeling for the flag. Uh, Drew Brees said, anyone kneeling for, the, uh, kneeling for the flag is disrespectful, essentially. He called them disrespectful if they were to kneel for the flag. He talked about how his two uh, grandparents served in the uh, military and when he stands there for the flag with his hand over his heart, he said that he feels some kind of way. Uh, he gets emotional and he doesn't feel like players should be um, kneeling. Now, his own team, well, not many people took kindly to this and his own teammates definitely didn't take kindly to this. Um, Malcolm Jenkins just signed from the Eagles to join back with the Saints, uh, made a four minute and 20 second video and basically told Drew Brees that he thought he was his friend and he told him to shut the fuck up uh, straight up. In his uh, Instagram TV video, he told him to shut the fuck up. Um, Emmanuel Sanders posted on Twitter as well. He said, uh, ignorant SMH, which is shaking my head. Um, Emmanuel Sanders the other day actually come out and commented how enthusiastic he was to play for Drew Brees, how he was calling him like, it's like standing next to Peyton Manning. Um, I think it was, he compared him to Peyton Manning or another great quarterback. Um, and now, it doesn't seem like Emmanuel Sanders is happy to be standing on the same field as him. Uh, LeBron James called Drew Brees out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers also made a comment. Uh, and of that, the celebrities that I know have made comments, but I'm very sure there's a lot more. Uh, so Drew Brees is in hot water right now with making these comments. And I think I might have to take everything I said back about... Um, the way the Saints were going to perform this season. Because when the leader on your team makes a comment that puts other people in a position where they don't like you, that brings down team morale. And team morale is so important in the NFL. You have 53 players on the roster. You have extensive coaching staff, all of white, black, uh, Asian ethnicity. And to make comments that's going to hurt people in the locker room, when you're the leader, 
you need to be very careful on what you say. And he obviously wasn't careful. It's, it's in a time where it's very uh, a touchy subject. Obviously, it's happening right now, happening in front of us. You know, people are upset. And he makes these comments to the media. The team obviously didn't respond well to this. Players didn't respond well to this. Uh, New Orleans is a predominantly African-American city as well. It's known for its uh, culture, African-American culture, parades, festivals. So for him to be making those comments in a time like this is really not good for team morale, fan support, and just just himself. It's, it's not the time to be making these comments. You, you should be standing behind your teammates and you should be supporting them during their time of need. Because I know for a fact that they would support you in your time of need. So why would you sit there and not support them and make comments about how you support them. Now, I know it was the me- it was pretty much down to the media. The media asked these sort of questions to get responses like this. They purposely asked him what, um, on how he felt about players kneeling for the flag, probably trying to get a reaction. So that's something to do with the media, but he shouldn't have addressed it the way he did. If that's what he believes, okay. He's, in- he's entitled to his own opinion. However, during this time and situation, it's not right for him to be saying that. That is going to bring down team morale that is not left his fellow players around him, his coaches around him uh, happy. They aren't happy with him. Obviously, Drew Brees was talking about retirement. He's come back. And if the team aren't happy with him anymore, he plays his last season. The team aren't happy. The fans aren't happy. He doesn't do well. Can't see him coming back another season. It feels like Drew Brees has put put himself in very hot water with these comments. Uh, his teammates, like I said, his teammates aren't happy, his coach staff aren't happy, the fans won't be happy. Very risky thing to do. And a very selfish thing to do, very selfish to be making these comments during a time where your teammates need you the most. I don't want to speak too much on it, but like I said, it's really not good for the team. That really brings team morale down and obviously with him being the quarterback him being the leader him being the the example and everyone is supposed to thrive around um, I don't know how I see the Saints doing just down to the fact that team morale is such a big thing on an NFL team and when it means so much to people and you're pushing it away it's not it's not the way to go so I generally think that my prediction isn't going to be right. Um, it might actually be quite wrong, just down to the fact that I don't think there's going to be that team morale that the Saints usually have. Just because of this single, this incident, it will break up the locker room. And that's what I'm going to say about it. We'll move on to Luke Keekley, the middle linebacker, well, was the middle linebacker for the Carolina Panthers. He... Spent eight seasons with them. He had two NFL honours, which one was his defensive uh, rookie of the year, defensive player rookie of the year in 2012, and defensive player of the year in 2013. The 29-year-old is a five-time All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, has ridiculous stats, is a great player. And now there's been talks um, by Bill... Bill Voth, I don't know where he stands, but he posted on their official website on Wednesday that Luke Keekley was considering coming back for his spot uh, with the scouts, the Carolina Panthers. Um, obviously, Luke Keekley, known for being a star player, someone that the team isn't going to um, isn't going to find someone like him anytime soon. He's a great player. He's a film junkie, and that's important. And he knows the old Carolina Panther way. It's important for them to bring him in. And I think it would really boost the Panthers' shot at uh, becoming contenders. Just down to the fact that, obviously, he's a film junkie. He knows what he's looking for. He's not a stupid player because his stats can back that up. 
And Luke Keekley's a nice guy. Um, I haven't even met him, but obviously from what people say, everyone likes him. He's a nice, friendly guy, a good person to have in the locker room, a good leader. If you have someone who can study film, obviously he knows what he's looking for in the NFL. When he plays against people, he can obviously scout uh, college, high school, however they want to scout it in the Carolina Panthers. I don't know. Um, but he's obviously going to be a good asset to the team. I think it's really important that they actually do bring him in. They actually try and take some board. And it's not just like a 50-50. They should really focus on getting him in. Just because of if you can have someone who is good at finding potential and is good at the game, you can really make a difference to your team. Obviously, when it comes down to drafting players. And the Panthers, this current point in the year, in their... Um, I guess, organisation, history, they really need it. Obviously, coming back off that Super Bowl uh, 50 loss, uh, they haven't been anywhere near they were expected. They haven't they haven't done as well as they wanted. Uh, obviously, they got rid of Cam Newton. So, it's good to have someone like Luke Keekley in your scouting office, someone who knows the system, who knows the way the Panthers have played, who knows football, who has played football at the highest level and has been the well, one of the best players in his position. Could argue that he was the best player in his position while he was playing. It's good to bring someone in like him because obviously he can bring something to your team that not every scout can. He's had the experience. He knows what it's like on the field. I think this would be a good move for the Panthers to do. And I don't see why they shouldn't do it. Um, I don't know. It's it's one of them that makes sense. And I don't know how to put it into words. It could just be me. But I think it's a solid reason to bring him in. And I don't see how you can't think that. So, finally, Luke Keekley to join the Scouts with the Panthers. Make it happen, man. Make it happen. Pay him. Make it happen. Bring him in. He'll enjoy it. He obviously likes football. He obviously likes to study film because that's all he ever did during his time with the Panthers. Um, and I think Panther fan, uh, Panthers fans would feel happy to bring him on board and would feel confident that he could do a good job in finding the best players for the positions that the Panthers need. Uh, so, swiftly moving on uh, to... Some news that I'm not very happy to talk about, actually. Uh, obviously, EA Sports, um, the gaming giants, have signed a new exclusive contract with the NFL for simulation football. Obviously, that means no other company can make simulation football games with using NFL teams. So... Uh, so, for example, that is the team names, team logos, team stadiums, uh, team players. So they can't use any any players, any of their names, any of their looks, uh, any of their uniforms. So essentially, it would stop a team from making anything like the NFL has. It would just be like one of them. If they wanted to make simulation football, it would have to be... Uh, non-licensed which means they'll probably have to use like fake teams fake uniforms fake stadiums so EA have signed a contract that means it's only them that can get NFL rights uh, and if you are a gamer and likes simulation football like me you probably don't like this news because fans have been pushing the NFL to give them a new company. So bring back 2K, for example, who did a great job with ESPN, to, uh, 2K5, did a good job creating games. Players want them back um, because they want good football back. And uh, the NFL hasn't. The NFL have actually signed... 2K, uh, 2K sports company to, uh, they, they can use their rights, however, they're not allowed to use simulation, so they'd have to do something arcadey, uh, which they, have, I think, believe they have done 
arcade stuff already. Um, maybe uh, NBA 2K Street, something like that. But so they can only they can't use simulation football. So it had to be some sort of arcade game. Um, so the only pay, the only company that can make simulation football is EA. Uh, like I said, not many people are happy with this. Down to the fact that EA doesn't seem like they put anything into the game. The mechanics are broken. Animations are on everything. And I'm sorry if you don't care about gaming, but people feel passionately about this. I feel passionately about this. I hate playing Madden now because it's the same thing every year. If you don't play Madden Ultimate Team, you're left to kind of rot. Like They only put stuff into Madden Ultimate Team because they get money out of it. And it's a sad reality. It's broken. It really is broken. It's all made for the uh, Madden Ultimate Team player. Anyway, so I, EA have signed a uh, contract with the NFL, uh, giving the NFL uh, a billion dollars, whole billion dollars and um, 500 million to players. Now, I don't know what that money does for the players. I don't know if they split it up between players. I don't know how that works. Um, but it says on the report that I read, it just said that they were given the NFL $1 billion for the rights and given $500 million to the players. Like I said, I don't know how that's split up. Um, and this is going to run to 2025. Obviously, I'm not happy with this. Many people aren't, like I've said already. Uh, the NFL Chief Media and Business Officer, Brian Rolap, I believe they, his name is, said EA made the most compelling case and he beat out the competition pretty soundly. Well, that's no surprise when they're offering you $1 billion dollars plus $500 million. Um, I think that's the most compelling case uh, to many companies when a company is offering you $1 billion. But it's not a stupid figure because EA will make that money back. Obviously, the games, when they get released, they can be released at around $50, $60. If you get um, pre-order, even more. If you get like the special legend editions, even more. Uh, obviously, then... Don't hold back from the players that buy from Madden Ultimate Team. And people invest a lot of money. Uh, YouTubers invest a lot of money. Regular people invest a lot of money. And Madden will make that money back in no time. So $1 billion plus the $500 million, they'll make that back. They'll make good profit on that. Um, so it's no surprise that they went all in with this contract put a lot of money in it because they will get it back because obviously with the figures that they've been showing, they know that people are going to spend money. It's simple. Sadly, it's the case that money wins um, and, you know, the people haven't got what they wanted. The company's got what they wanted. NFL have money in their pockets now, an extra billion. EA are going to have money in their pockets and they're going to have no one to compete against them, which was the exact opposite of what fans were wanting. And the NFL should listen to this because at the end of the day, Madden represents their company. And I don't care what you say, Madden is a representation of the NFL. That's why the NFL is so careful in telling them what they want uh, in their video games. Obviously, they don't want empty stadiums because it looked bad on the NFL. They... Uh, you know, they, they don't want um, the game being bad because it'll look bad on the NFL. So by giving the rights to a company that really doesn't focus on these the, the things that the fans want, it gives a bad representation to the NFL. The NFL should have looked at it and said, look, the fans want this. We should give another company a go at making the game. Sadly, they didn't. Sadly, they went for the money option. And really, it's a letdown because I was hopeful that we would get something uh, with a, a different company, hopefully 2K. But the NFL are greedy. They'll take money all day. But yeah, we are now six seasons, six NFL seasons with uh, EA, more Madden, six more Madden uh, titles. Great. Oh, and uh, there is discussion for a extra year added in. So, uh, 
it's late and when it's late i get grouchy okay and this news doesn't make me happy really irritates me gets under my skin mm. ah when i heard it i was like brilliant this is pinnacle of the nfl money 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 and nothing else anyway let's move on to our user submitted questions like i said i this episode was going to be a short episode um i didn't want to make it long there wasn't a lot of uh news that i want, uh, wanted to report on obviously i spoke about the whole situation at the start but um I didn't want that to be the main focus of this whole episode. I want to bring some good news to people. I want to bring the show to people. There's people that will be listening who will enjoy a getaway. Sometimes we do need a getaway from all the havoc. Obviously, it's havoc that needs being addressed. Like I said, that's why I addressed at the start. But I just want this episode to be as short as possible. But we'll move on to our user submitted questions, which uh, our first question comes... And he's asking about the Browns. Uh, how do I feel like the Browns will do this season? Now, I talked on this before in one of my previous podcasts. I believe it was episode four. I was, I was talking about um, Baker Mayfield and OBJ. Because I was talking about how OBJ was coming off his injury. Baker Mayfield needs to sort of like hook up with OBJ. And they need to make stuff work to sort of get this team rolling. I feel like they're the two, the two main points in this team I feel like if they can get the offense rolling that uh, everything else will slowly fall into place now the Browns come into the season with Baker Mayfield uh, taking the reins at quarterback they um, have the wide receiver core which is obviously quite strong as well the running back core which is strong as well so the wide receivers being Odell Beckham uh, Jr. and Jarvis Landry. Um, the defence is in a good position. Could be in a better position, but obviously they are getting Miles Garrett back, uh, who missed a couple of games due to his little uh, incident with Mason Rudolph um, on Thursday night game, I believe it was, or Monday night game, where he decided that it was uh, a free fall and was going to smash Mason Rudolph's head in with a helmet. Um but the team is back and I feel like they have an opportunity to go somewhere this season. They should come into the season with a new attitude. Now, I sense that new attitude would sort of be like a redemption because obviously they were written up as paper champions. They want to come into this season as uh, the underdogs now. Um, you know, they were written off. They can come into this season as the underdogs the Browns have a lot to work on, but it doesn't mean that they won't do good. If they can implement little things, um, so obviously if Baker Mayfield can hook up with Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Miles Garrett can fall into place, the line can block, the running game improves. If these things start to change and they give it their all, I feel like everything else will fall into place. Being said, they aren't in an easy division. Obviously, they have the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Don't even really need to make a comment on that. The Ravens are a good team, as proven last season. Um, they have the Steelers, who didn't do great at the start of the last season, but then started to come into the end, during the end of the season and started to perform at a good level. Obviously, with Ben uh, Roethlisberger being back, that's an addition to them. And that's another downfall for the Browns because obviously the Ravens have to play them twice, Steelers have to play them twice and the uncertainty in their division is obviously the Bengals now with Joe Burrows coming back in. They've got AG, uh, AJ, Green, uh, AJ, Green? AJ Green returning to the Bengals. So they could be a contender. Obviously it's a uh, sort of hit and miss situation but they could be a contender so, I mean, they could lose both games to the Ravens if they don't have their game, uh, if they don't have their minds switched on. They could win a game against the Steelers, lose one to the Steelers. They could either sweep the Bengals or go one and one. I don't see the Bengals beating them twice, but they still have a tough division. It's not the hardest division out there, but it's not an easy division. 
especially where they are. They know, you know, they're not coming off last season. They're not a very highly ranked team, a very powerful team. So it'd be interesting to watch how the Browns do. I didn't give a season prediction how I think they'll do. But I do I do think that if the team goes out, plays their brand of football, OBJ, Baker Mayfield can hook up. Like I said, if the things when the bigger things start falling into place and little things will fall into place. Um and I think the team are ready to start winning. The fans are ready to start winning. The team is start ready. Uh, are ready to start winning. The attitude coming into the season is now we're the underdogs again. We were rated like the Super Bowl champions. We are now the underdogs. Let's go and prove ourselves. Miles Garrett obviously a huge threat on defense. Uh, obviously scares offensive opponents very easily because he's a great player. Um, he's back obviously, so if he can stay out of trouble, then that's perfect for them. I don't see the bounds doing bad if these things go to plan. They could get to the playoffs. They could make it quite far in the playoffs. I don't see them going to the Super Bowl. So if everything works out for the Browns, if they start to do the, the, the things right and little things fall in place, then I can see them going to the playoffs, maybe winning a game or two if they're lucky. But that's about it. The Browns have potential to be a better team. Obviously, they've got a new coach in this season. They have potential to be a better team. I feel like they will be a better team, but it just relies on them star players to lead, make the way for everyone else and go, this is how we're going to play. We're the underdogs, let's play ball. So yeah, that's my opinions on the Browns. And finally, we have a a question in from uh, Daniel, one of my friends. Uh, He wants to know about fans in stadiums. Now, obviously... With the whole coronavirus business going on, fans being in the stadium is a is a subject no one's really sure about. The NFL are actually starting to plan for full stadiums now. Do I think that will happen? With the way America's going at the moment, I won't be surprised. But let's just imagine that uh, the NFL can't go ahead with that. Stadiums have to be empty. So Daniel basically said I, he just wants to know from me how do I think the NFL could make this a good experience if there was no fans how would this affect the game um, I haven't written anything down for this um, because I don't think it's anything that serious it's quite a fun question actually what can the NFL do to um, make the the game uh, better if there was no fans, because obviously fans are a big part of the game. You've obviously, you know, like Arrowhead Stadium, um, Lincoln Financial, Seahawks play, uh, Gillette Stadium, uh, Mile High, you know, uh, Lambeau Fields. Um, there's, there's many more, but I'm talking about some like, you know, the best stadiums for atmosphere in the NFL um, and some of the best looking stadiums as well. Fans matter. Oh, oh sorry. Um, the Mercedes uh, Benz. Superdome uh, for the Saints because that place rocks. Um, it's, it's an awesome stadium, awesome fans. Fans are really important to the game and they affect the players. They affect what you see on TV. They affect how how the game is perceived. So obviously without fans in the stadium, it's going to feel weird. Um, it's going to feel like you're watching a really low-ranked team, probably just like a peewee team. It probably there's probably going to be less noise in the PB team because there'll be no one in there cheering. It would just be the players. You said there's no bums, there's no dads, so it'll be very quiet. It'll be very weird. Obviously, if everyone's watching on TV, um, the TV companies have to do something. So there was reports of pumping fake noise into the stadiums, which I don't think will work. I don't think that's a good thing to do. It doesn't feel natural. It obviously it feels fate it feels forced i don't like it so what could they do in place of that now deshaun jackson the eagles player uh recently said that he believed that um pay should be mic'd up that given us everyone should be mic'd up not just one two players everyone giving us an insight into the game giving us sounds that we've never heard before feeling like we're down there 
Now, it's not like we don't know that there's no fans in the stadium, you know, and we're oblivious to that. Everyone knows the situation that's going on right now. And I believe that, you know, by not hiding it and showing us a good part of the game, uh, the audio of the players, it's going to be interesting. However, this is a man's sport, okay? It's a contact sport. There's players get heated, things get said, words get said that I think players and the NFL don't want going out on national television. A lot of F-bombs, a lot of this bombs, a lot of that bombs. Um, and also tactics, formations. Uh, I mean, like you're talking like Bill Belichick, a very secretive guy. Obviously, he won't be happy with that because he doesn't want stuff getting out. And so do many of the coaches and players. They don't want people learning their ways, which is fair enough. So it would be a great thing to have players mic'd up uh, and coaches mic'd up. However, it will be a big challenge. There was, um, what if the NFL do what they did like they did on the draft and they put like some fans in to cheer? You know, maybe they'll, uh, whoever's on offense, they'll have fans cheering. If they're at home, if they're on defense, they'll have the fans booing. Uh, you never know, maybe. Maybe they can have a big jumper charm full of fans. There was a team actually in Germany that had, um, I guess there was season ticket holders and also um, just normal fans of the club. They had they had them take pictures, send them into the club and the club cut them all out uh, and stuck them in seats. So if you looked around the stadium, there was no one in the stadium. It was just cardboard cutouts of everyone that should have been in the stadium, which I think was a cool thing to do. It made it... Uh, it made it look good. But obviously, like I said, a good part of watching NFL games is the fans' reaction. Uh, for example, when um, uh, Stefan Diggs uh, ran in for the touchdown to beat the Saints um, in the playoffs, that wouldn't have been such a magical moment if it wasn't for the explosive atmosphere, all the fans screaming, everyone being excited, everyone being hyped up. So... To lose that aspect of the game, it obviously takes a lot out of it. It takes a lot out of viewing it. It it will just be, yes, it's your favourite team, but you want that sound, you want that atmosphere, you want that get up and go that the fans bring. So without it, it's going to be weird. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there were no fans to see a lot more advertisements because obviously the NFL and the companies need more money. Um, So it wouldn't surprise me if there were a lot more advertisements around where the fans would sit. Instead of showing fan clips, they might show more uh, advertisements. Commentators might show more advertisements for shows, uh, brands. This would just be a way for them to sort of compensate from not having a stadium full of fans. They will get some revenue from advertisements, which is obviously a big thing for the NFL. And with more people uh, being at home watching on TV, the worth will go up because um, there will be a lot more views because a lot more people will be sitting at home rather than being there. They'll be sitting at home watching the team and the company can then spread it to a bigger audience so they'll get more money from ads. So I won't be surprised if we see ads in the stadium as well. But I just feel like fake noise is a no-no. Um, if there were fans in the stadium, I don't feel like they should be a full stadium. I feel like it should be split up. Uh, with families, there's talks of like maybe like um, just having families, people you've been living with go in and have you seated away from people but obviously then ticket prices would be very high and it would still be very quiet and probably make it even worse it would just how would I describe that would be like going to a Bengals game imagine going to a Bengals game right now you know when last season when they were playing imagine going to a Bengals game that atmosphere that's how it would feel so it'd be a very dead atmosphere and it wouldn't add anything. It would just make it feel even worse. I wish we could have full, full stadiums. They're planning for it, but I just think that's just in case. But I don't think it will happen. I don't think it's safe to do it. Um, cases might surge. We might have a second wave. So fans in the stadium. It'll be interesting to see what they do. It will be interesting. Um, I hope they do something fun. I hope they do the mic top potentially. Um, 
And if they do the mic top, just have it as a drone plays. You get to see really quickly like a clip of maybe like a lineman. And if there is any swearing, bleep it out because obviously that can't go in there. I don't care, but there are people that will care. Uh, the networks will care about swearing, uh, bad language and things being said. So they should be very selective what they put out there. But I would like to see that side of the game. If we can't have fan atmosphere, we should be able to hear what the, the players are saying. Don't pump fake noise in because that just ruins it. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can get a we can get uh, something going that will feed on everyone and everyone can enjoy. Uh, that actually brings us to the end of our podcast. Like I said, not a very long podcast today. If you have listened to this episode, thank you. Like I said, you can go follow us on at across the underscore pond. Doing this podcast hasn't felt really right to, uh, right at the moment. It, it just doesn't feel like a, a amazing time to be doing it. Obviously, like I said at the start, it's not the best time. I, w- I do want to bring some content to people. That's the thing. So I had to decide on whether I was going to make it or not. And I've not felt very enthusiastic about doing it today. That's why I've tried to make it as short as possible. Uh, I'm actually not feeling very well. So if you can hear the sound of my uh, throat, my throat is very tickly. And I've had to pause the podcast a couple of times to take a drink. So I'm sorry if you've noticed that. And I'm sorry if you noticed my voice hasn't um, been so enthusiastic as it usually is. But the show always goes on. So my final words in this podcast are to the people of America and the world. Number one, okay, love each other, okay. Stop having hatred in your heart. Let's be one together. Let's unite as people. Number two, you know... I think actually, I think number one sums it up pretty well. Number one, unity. Be with each other. Stand up for each other. Let's make this year a year of change. Let's be united as one. It's hard to convey the words. It's hard to convey a message. Love each other. That's it. I just think that. I, love each other. Okay, stand up for each other. Stand up for what is right and let's not sit back and let this happen anymore. Let's make some change in the United States. Let's make some let's make change in the world. Let's get rid of racism. Let's unite as people. Let's get on. Okay, and I know 99% of people are united and don't care about race, gender, but there are people that still do. And it's sad that we still have that percentage of people that do. And we need to get rid of that. We need to unite everyone as one as, as much as we can. Um, now, if you don't know, uh, George Floyd, obviously the guy that was killed, he um, was on the floor for eight minutes and 46 seconds uh, before police uh, took the uh, knee off his throat. Um and this is a nice way to sort of represent his life and what he had to go through during that situation. I only feel right um, just to put eight minutes and 46 seconds. Just, just, I know it won't change anything and I know it won't make a huge difference, but it's just my way of just showing my solidarity to everyone who is involved in this situation, George, his family, it's really upsetting. It's really upsetting to think about. Like I said, I hope change happens. Love each other. Uh, I'll just leave you with eight minutes and 46 seconds just to think about um, your friends, your family, people that mean stuff to you, people that are going through struggles uh, right now in the world because of their race, because of uh, because of where they've been brought up. If you do want to stay around this in the whole eight, eight minutes, 46 seconds, please do. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, and I'll see you in the next episode of Across the Pond. Thank you.